When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. And now you've got Kajula looking for the activating nurse. He's got him to win it. Nurse shoots and scores! Elects not to shoot. Pressure by Gerard, then threw him aside to the net. Back for one-timer score. Connor McDavid ends the game. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6:30, Chad. Connor McDavid is up for some hardware, and he may not be done quite yet. And As soon as round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs ends, round two begins tonight in Washington, and it started off quick. Puck drops, and game one underway as Pittsburgh into the offensive zone. Gensel getting a shot right away from the top of the right circle. Stick saved by Holpe, and the Caps make their way to center. But Alex Ovechkin behind the defense. Here's Kuznetsov. He scores! Yevgeny Kuznetsov opens the scoring in the opening game of round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs with his fifth goal of the postseason. And the Penguins and Caps are now after one period of play in a very entertaining period, a pretty even hockey game except for one area. Man, the Penguins are giving up a lot of odd man rushes in this game. And uh, Matt Murray has been pretty good and has been up to the task. No Evgeny Malkin in the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but uh, he did skate. He is skating with the team. He is with the team in uh, in Washington. So it's possible he could play in game two of the series on Saturday. My name is Dave Campbell. In for Reed Wilkins once again this evening. Reed will be back on Tuesday, May the 1st. Tonight, uh, we're going to talk a lot of hockey in this hour. Next hour, we're going to talk a lot of boxing, a huge uh, boxing card at the Shaw Conference Center, which I hear is sold out for Jelena's 50th fight, Jelena Marjanovic. And uh, she is uh, going to fight here for the first time in two years. Goodness sakes. I've heard there might be some general admission tickets on sale. uh, But uh, looking forward to that fight on Saturday. I'll be down there covering it, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, So we'll hear from Jelena Marjanovic a little bit later on in the program and this hour we spend a lot of time talking hockey and uh, we bring in Kellen Kennedy here across the glass. Good hey day, sir. Davey, how you doing man? I'm great, how are you? Oh, just enjoying again. I think we've turned a corner. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's warm out. Right. I think you're right. I, I think mean, so. I'm just I'm just like, wow, it's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny I I was uh, I was at my physiotherapy 
uh, appointment today mm-hmm. uh, down at, uh, well, I can I can say who it is, Capilano Rehab. All right. Uh, good old Brent Cassian, yeah. Chappie. Of course, he's the chaplain of the Edmonton yeah. Eskimos. Absolutely. Um, I got some neck uh, shoulder issues that I'm working on, and mm-hmm. I said, well, I was talking to the to, to the uh, to the uh, staff at the front, and I mm-hmm. said, the last time I was here 10 days ago, I was in my parka. Yeah. Wondering what the heck is going on here. Yeah. So, yeah, the weather is gorgeous. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm uh, in the process right now of grabbing all my winter stuff and putting it away and fingers crossed you know not needing it again until october november yeah and bringing up my spring summer steps uh, stuff i should say so i i uh i brought up my uh kind of like my light jacket yesterday mm-hmm. i look at the parka and said I want to put you downstairs, but for some reason, I feel like I'll need you again. I know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I was just like, okay, I got to wait. Probably Victoria Day, I'll do it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's probably when I'll do it as well, or yeah. when my wife says, put that thing downstairs. So, But, but Dave, second round of the playoffs start tonight. It's going to be great. We got Pittsburgh, Washington right now. Uh, and then later tonight, we got Vegas Golden Knights and San Jose Sharks. Who are going, hey, we finally get to play a game. That's right. It's amazing. Exactly. Uh, let's do our round two predictions okay. uh, later on in this hour. Yeah, for sure. Okay, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to get to this because uh, this now becomes the top story of the day here in Edmonton. Connor McDavid. Oilers captain has been named a finalist for the Ted Lindsay Award, which is awarded to the most outstanding player in the NHL as voted on by the NHL Players Association. McDavid earned his second straight Art Ross Trophy as the league's top scorer, recording 41 goals, 67 assists, 108 points while playing in all 82 games for a for the uh, second consecutive season. Led the NHL in points per game 1.32 and multi-point games. Guess what? With 32 of them, 32 multi-point games. So, and also McDavid will look to become the first back-to-back winner of the Ted Lindsay Awards since Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins won his second straight award back in uh, 2014. The other nominees, Taylor Hall, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, of course, his, uh, his biggest claim to fame this year is uh, he was on a 26-game points scoring streak. And that was very impressive. But uh, 93 points, ranked sixth in points, had 27 multi-point games and was 7th most in points per game at 1.22. Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche is the other nominee. Kerr highs in goals, 39. Assists with 58 points in 97. Helped this club make the playoffs for the first time in three years. So this is different than the Hart Trophy. This is not to the most valuable player to his team. This is for the most outstanding player in the National Hockey League. This is an award I think McDavid will win. Boy, that would be a killer top line on any team, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. McKinnon, Hall, McDavid. Yeah. In any order that you wish to play them. It's a lot of a, that's a lot of cap money too. It's almost <laughs> as if maybe that should have been the top line at the freaking Olympics. Uh. Come on, NHL, get your stuff together. Let's go. Uh, don't get me started with that. Uh. I agree with you. Uh, the Hart Trophy has yet to be nominated, uh, or we or. We have yet to know the nominees. Not sure when that is. Tried to find the schedule uh, today. Couldn't find it. Uh, So I assume it's going to be probably on the weekend. Of course, the draft lottery is on the weekend as well. we got to talk about that. Um, And they're kind of an interesting format that the NHL's doing. They're kind of dragging it out. I think they're doing the first, uh, I think, 15 to 4 in a half-hour span with commercial breaks, probably, and then they're not doing one till three, uh, or three, uh, three to one, sorry, uh, until uh, I believe it's the second intermission of the uh, late game. Yeah, Golden Knights and Sharks, I believe, on Sunday. So the yeah. Oilers 
have a small chance of finishing with the first overall pick. The Oilers have beat the odds before. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, let's just... Uh, well, let's just see what happens, okay? Uh, so, uh, we got a hockey game going on right now. It's in the first intermission. Uh, the Capitals up one nothing on the Penguins. Game one of their second round Eastern Conference playoff series. Uh, in the uh, Major Leagues of Baseball tonight, we got the Toronto Blue Jays closing out a, a three-game set with the Boston Red Sox. 3-1 is the lead for the Blue Jays in the top of the fourth inning. Uh, we do have an NBA playoff game tonight. It's the only one on the schedule, and uh, it's just about to get underway in Milwaukee. The Boston Celtics can... Uh, advance to the second round with a win in Game 6 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, back to hockey, we have uh, one game in the Western Hockey League tonight, and that is the uh, Everett Silver Tips in Tri-Cities to take on the Americans. The Tips have a two games to one lead in that series. Leftbridge with a win last night over Swift Current. They have tied their Eastern Conference playoff series, uh, Eastern Conference final series at two games apiece. Uh, it's all over for the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. A lot of people are happy. There are some Leaf fans that are not. We know we have a, you know, the smattering of them in this building. And uh, we'll talk about the Leaf season coming up next here on Inside Sports. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. 617, Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. Last night, it was all over for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They lose by a score of 7-4 in Game 7 of the Boston Bruins to uh, wrap up the series and wrap up the Leafs here. And uh, I guess a bit of a look ahead, Scott Morrison from the NHL on Rogers. Scott, nice to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm doing well, and it's great to be back. Thank you. Well, round one is over, and uh, round one I, I thought was a bit interesting, Scott. It didn't start off, I think, the best, and I just think because, you know, and not, not that there weren't good games, but, you know, a couple series ended quickly, and then, you know, a couple ended in five, and then you got a couple in six, and, uh, of course, last night was the uh, was the uh, grand finale, and it was a, a pretty entertaining hockey game. Uh, the Leafs coming up short again uh, against the Boston Bruins, not quite as dramatic uh, as, of, uh, as it was in 2013, uh, but nonetheless... Uh, uh, a big disappointment, obviously, for for the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, and uh, Toronto sports fans. I'm sure. Yeah, there's no question. You know, the, the team, the players, the fans. Uh, you know, to some degree, devastated. To some degree, certainly disappointed. And, and, and well, they should be. But to your point, they have a different circumstance than previously. Uh, blown lead, but not to the same magnitude of having a three-goal lead going into a third period. But, uh, you know, the one thing they have to keep perspective of here is that it's it's part of the growth. I mean, that team was at the – it wasn't going anywhere five years ago, but this team is on the rise. They had a better season than expected last year, especially the second half, got to the playoffs, were, you know, disappointed they lost, but were very competitive against Washington. And then the challenge, and, you know, Edmonton's gone through the same thing. The challenge becomes – can you get better and keep this growth going and keep this build or rebuild or whatever you want to call it going and ended up having a record-setting regular season and then you know you get to the playoffs and obviously you want it to be the next step of getting over that first round but you also have to appreciate you're playing against a really good hockey team one that finished ahead of you in the standings and the fact you had you know, 100-plus point games playing each other, that's a real tough way to start because somebody good's going to go home early and disappointed. And uh, so, and then you just break it down. That did they part of the process, part of their growth, their development, 
and now you see what what next year brings and uh, and you try and fix and address some of the you know the mistakes and the the deficiencies that allowed for what happened last night in the, in this series to happen so next steps and you mentioned how I mean how tough uh, of a matchup it was for both teams, honestly, because you had, you're right, you had two 100 yeah. point teams facing each other in the first round, and it kind of speaks to the the playoff format now and, and the way it is now compared to the one versus eight system with the conference uh, with with the conference play. Um, and, and a lot of people don't like the format; some people do. Um, I was kind of a bit old school. I, I really like the one versus eight, two, seven, then that concept. But uh, from what we saw, you know, I think this year, especially between the Bruins and the Leafs, I, I think in a lot of respects, this format, it, it does work. And yes, it's tough to see one 100 point team, you know, get bounced in the first round, but man, you, you can't argue against the competitiveness that you see in the first round. No, it's a great, great series. There's no question about that. And, you know, and the NHL's goal when they did it, however many years ago was, to develop rivalries and to make your regular season matter within your your division in your conference and uh, and so you know I think it's it's achieved those goals but yeah you know, if you're on the losing end it sucks and the other problem is if, <clears throat> depending on how matchups shake up shake down rather upsets upsets are great stories until you get to the third round and they start to run out of gas so if you can avoid that and still have good teams advancing then uh, then the system's working. Scott Morrison joining us from the NHL on Rogers here on 630 Chad Inside Sports. Uh, with the Leafs Bruins series, uh, and that's what we primarily want to talk to you about here uh, this evening. Uh, you know, entertaining series throughout, uh, I think, you know, past the first two games. Um, man, you know, the Leafs lost, but I think they proved a couple of things. One, they, they have some goaltending, uh, and I think we've known that. Uh, unfortunately, it just wasn't there last night. And this is a team that can score. Um, that being said, uh, they sure gave up a lot, uh, especially in the, in the first two games, in, in game uh, in game five, game six, uh, and, and yesterday, uh, Boston. They just were able to get a lot of offensive zone time, get some scoring chances. And I thought the first forty minutes seemed pretty even, but then Boston it seemed to be their mo in the series. The third period, they they really knew how to pour it on, and Toronto had a really hard time matching. Yeah, there were nights uh, <clears throat> when the Bergeron line was on that it was it dominated. And they put up huge numbers as a team and as a line. <clears throat> and then the nights when the Leafs were able to get the matchups and shut them down, they they didn't get a sniff. And that was a factor from start to finish. The Leafs felt pretty, really good, actually, Babcock said, through with about 10 minutes to go onward in the second period. I think they felt that they were playing very well. They got the lead. were pretty much in control of things. And then, obviously, a few mistakes in the third period. You know, a couple four-on-four situations, which can change the tempo of a game in a hurry, especially if you're the team that's chasing, and and then all of a sudden you're you're falling behind again. And they didn't get a, I mean, you know, Jake DeBrus made a fabulous play on <clears throat> on I guess it was the fifth goal, and but Jake Arden, the defenseman, turned the wrong way, had to go on the chase, and then a five-hole goal. You know, those things are tough to swallow. Anderson's been great for them all season. He was just, most of the nights in this series, just okay, as Randy Carlisle used to say. But now people are wondering, did, he, did they burn him out a little bit during the season? So you you go back and you, you review all aspects of your game and, and try to figure out the reasons for a lot of things happening. But he didn't turn bad overnight, although 
as you can tell, and if you're on the social media network in this area, <clears throat> a lot of people are saying, oh, boy, do they have a problem and a goal, et cetera, et cetera. So I think everybody just has to take a deep breath, decompress, and accept that you are a plan in progress, and they made huge progress this year, just an unfortunate ending. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a lot of focus uh, was on Austin Matthews, and that's obvious considering the type of player he is. It was no different last year here in Edmonton when so much of the focus was on Connor McDavid in the first two rounds of, uh, of the playoffs. Uh, I believe uh, I believe he scored once and had uh, one or two points after that. Um, it was a pretty yeah. quiet series overall for Austin Matthews. Is that, is, 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 it could be a number of factors. A lot of people are going to point to the shoulder injury, and you know, did he come back too early? Uh, was that was that an issue but it, I don't know you, you saw Austin Matthews playing this series uh, how would you evaluate his play I thought he got better as it went along he didn't look <clears throat> like himself that a hundred percent and you wonder if there was some lingering after effects of the, the assorted injuries he had later in the season and the other thing that you have to keep in mind is for when they couldn't get the matchups they wanted he played against Bergeron a Selkie trophy winner and for a kid who's still just 20 years old, that's a tough matchup. And then on the back end, you're playing against the revitalized Chara, another tough matchup. So it was a learning experience for him. And neither he nor Nylander seemed to be able to really get it the next step. They switched the lines around. And, you know, my personal feeling, not that, <clears throat> that I should be second-guessing Mike Babcock, but, you know, he's got Hyman on one side who I really like as a you know, grinder and, a hard-working guy, and then they, they moved Connor Brown up there and dropped Nylander down, and so you didn't really give him two skill guys to work with for the last couple of games when maybe you should have put Marner up there, who was your hottest player, who was on fire, and, and maybe gets him going and just gives a different look. Now, having said that, the line changes he made otherwise worked well enough to get them to a game seven, so maybe it's a case of the, you can't have it every which way. Scott Morrison joining us. But tonight. I wouldn't be worried about the kid. No, I wouldn't either. You know, and a lot of people were saying the same thing about Connor McDavid last year. Well, he's he was shut down. Uh, is, you know, he had a tough matchup last year against Ryan Kessler against the Ducks. But there, there's also a, this aspect too that he was 20 years old last year as well. Uh, Matthews is a 20 year old. As good as they are, they still have to learn to play the game at at every level and in every situation. And, and playing it against, to your point, so you got a Kessler and at that stage in Anaheim, a Bergeron uh, for a lot of the matchups and, and uh, Char on the back end. These are seasoned guys who we all know are very, very good. And, yeah, that is a learning curve to figure out how to play through that and also to figure out that next level of intensity and all the rest that you need to have in playoff hockey. It's, everything's a step for these kids. They've been great all their careers. They were great, uh, you know, both the seasons, but there's always the next step, and you have to learn it, and sometimes you learn it the hard way. Scott Morrison joining us from the NHL on Rogers tonight on 630 Chet Inside Sports. As you mentioned, uh, this is a team that's on the rise. This is a, this is a good hockey team. Uh, what tweaks do you think come to mind that this team may have to address uh, in the offseason to uh, ensure that this team is you know continues that, that upward climb? Well, they got to get a little bit better uh, on the blue line. I think they've got to find a, and try to upgrade to some degree on a younger shutdown kind of guy. Um, they're going to have an interesting decision back there because they've got, you know, they got Riley and they've got 
Gardner, and now they've got this kid, Dermot, Travis Dermot, who's a good puck mover. And maybe the question is, do you have too many of those kids? And after what happened last night with uh, with Gardner, you wonder what his bounce-back ability in, in Toronto it could be, of whether that's going to hang on him uh, rather heavily. Uh, you know, what it's like when you go through the nights during the season, and people can climb on you when you're having one of those nights. So they've got to address the back end and get better there. And uh, and then they got some decisions to make up front because they got a bunch of guys, JVR, uh, Bozak, Kamarov, uh, some expiring contracts and figure out whether who, if any, they keep and, uh, and then what options do you have um, to replace them. And uh, one of the things, one of the revelations of the second half of the season and certainly in the playoffs, uh, as well as that uh, two kids they brought up from the Marlies, Casper uh, and Janssen, uh, both are lightning fast and both played really, really well. And while they played on a fourth line, it was abundantly clear that they shouldn't be a fourth line. Uh, and maybe that's the next step of the evolution of the team is that they move up in the lineup and uh, you make changes further down in your lineup to uh, if you've got to, because they're going to have contracts they got to start dealing with for the younger kids as, as we get past this year so you know salary cap implications and all of that but the certainly the blue line finding another body too and you got two older guys back there with Polak and, and Hainsey and Hainsey played predominantly pretty well for the number of minutes that he had to play um, and they're not going to be around forever so yeah defense is going to be the first order of business no no question about that uh, Scott uh, thanks for your time uh, round one end with a bang round two beginning tonight uh, and I think four really good matchups in round two and uh, one Canadian team left and that's the Winnipeg Jets and man it's hard to look past that series when you when you you know if you're gonna ask uh, anyone what do you think the best series will be it's hard to say that Jets and Preds won't be well hopefully it will be because uh, two fun teams to watch that's for sure Scott, as always, thanks for your time. Take care, okay? Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. You too. Take care, Dave. Scott Morris from the NHL, or Scott Morrison, that is, from the NHL on Rogers. Speaking of Winnipeg, we head there next here on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. 636. Welcome back to the show. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. Tomorrow on Monday, Reed returns on Tuesday. Uh, week tonight, by the way, the uh, CFL draft will take place, and uh, 630 Chet will be on location down at Commonwealth Stadium to give you all the details uh, and all the latest from the CFL draft. The Eskimos picking six overall. They have eight picks in total. Right now, uh, let's give you a scoreboard update quickly here. Uh, round two of the National Hockey League, or Stanley Cup playoffs, that is, are underway. Washington up one nothing on the Pittsburgh Penguins. In the uh, second period of play, just under five minutes left to play in that period. If Gedis Kuznetsov scored his fifth goal of the playoffs, 17 seconds into this game. The other uh, Stanley Cup playoff series in round two that will get underway tonight is in Vegas. The Golden Knights at home to the uh, San Jose Sharks. Major Leagues of Baseball tonight. The uh, Blue Jays in action as they're uh, trying to uh, finish off uh, a series with another series win. Uh, they, they're off to a good start on the Jays. They're th- up 3-2 on the Boston Red Sox. They're in the top of the fifth inning. Uh, NFL draft. Baker Mayfield goes first overall 
to the Cleveland Browns, which is a bit of a surprise. Oklahoma quarterback, uh, maybe the best skilled quarterback in the draft, although it's uh, kind of between the ears. He's a potential to be Johnny Manziel 2.0, which is not good. Uh, so, But Baker Mayfield goes first overall to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, speaking of the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, the other Eastern Conference series will begin on Saturday afternoon in Tampa Bay, lightning at home to the Boston Bruins. And then the other Western Conference series in round two will begin tomorrow night in Nashville. The Jets in Nashville to play the Predators, a matchup of one versus two in the second round. That's just the way it goes with this current playoff format to talk about it and much more about this series is uh, Kelly Moore from CJOB Sports in Winnipeg. Hey, Kelly, how you doing? You know, Dave, I was just hearing you talk about Baker Mayfield, and the first thought that came to my mind was, well, isn't he perfect for Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland Browns being the Cleveland Browns. Yes, indeed, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. Today they just announced that they're going to expand the party zone for games three and four here next Tuesday and Thursday, certainly hope the weather holds up. Uh, but uh, it, it has just been absolutely cup crazy here, Dave. <laughs> the uh, the very first game, home game against Minnesota, it was bitterly cold. Yeah, and they they were thinking, well, you know, if a thousand fifteen hundred people show up, at least you know we're on to something. Fifty five hundred were out there, unbelievable. Uh, and then uh, game two on the Friday night. And uh, I was down there before the start of the game doing some coverage for the station. And that north wind, it had to be at least a minus 10 to minus 12 wind chill. 9,000 show up that night. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for the clincher for game three, they closed off a few more streets. We're turning people away because they only had room for 15,000. Now they have closed even more streets with the idea that they have room for 20,000. Unreal. I'm trying to picture it in my head because I know the area you know, fairly well because of my travels to Winnipeg with the, with the Edmonton Eskimos whenever we have a game there. So I'm trying to imagine, holy okay, Dave, moly. I'll that the picture for you. If yeah. you're standing across the street looking at Bell MTS Place, okay? okay? Yeah. Okay, where they have closed off is this. It would be the thoroughfare to the left or to the east of the arena. Okay, gotcha. And so they started off with just two blocks of that closed off. Then they had to close off one of the cross streets that runs east and west. This street, it's Donald, it runs north and south. So they, uh, they, they closed that off originally for two blocks, then had to extend it another block. Then they had to close off a cross street. Now they've closed off two cross streets, <laughs> plus extended that another block. Wow. Okay, I got it pretty much clear in my head so that is incredible but you know it just shows you how much this city has been clamoring for something good to happen from a hockey perspective and I know when you when you talk about the Winnipeg Jets there's two timelines but when you talk about the city of Winnipeg and the first playoff series win in over 30 years I mean my goodness there are there, there are people in Winnipeg that you know, they don't even remember that playoff series. So, uh, you know, for the modern-day fan, for the young fan, uh, and, and for anybody in that city, it, well, you tell me, I mean, you said Stanley Cup fever. How You've been in that city for a long time. Can you, can you compare this to anything else? Uh, not really, no. I don't think that uh, there is anything that has captured this city and brought it together 
quite like this. I guess maybe in a totally different way, Dave, the 1997 flood of the century, mm-hmm. because that was uh, a life and death struggle. There were so many great stories where neighbors helping neighbors. I know uh, we, we went out and helped Sandbag. So that's the only thing I can think of uh, that would maybe compare to that. But you know, to put it in perspective, there were only five members of the Winnipeg Jets who were even born the last time they'd won a playoff series. Matt Hendricks was the only one who would have been in school, and he was in kindergarten at the time. So, <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, it's been a long, long, long drought here for something like this to happen. And it was also the way this team played, too, in that first round against Minnesota. Uh, you know, just to quickly recap, I mean, you know, they, they fall behind early in the third period of game one, but quickly tie it up. Well, your grandfather's Winnipeg Jets wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they go into Minnesota, uh, gain the split, and especially the way they played in the fourth game after getting their lunch handed to them uh, in game three. Now, there were some extenuating circumstances. I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, there was uh, quite a weather situation in uh, the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So right. the, the first day they flew and only got as far as Duluth, came back to Winnipeg, actually, and then they had to fly the, you know, the day of, which I don't know the last time that ever happened in yeah. the playoff series. So, you know, just the way they rebounded. And then on the Friday night, of the three teams that night that had the chance to put down the hammer, Nashville, the Stanley Cup runners-up from the year before, Pittsburgh, the two-time defending champions, neither one of them could close, and yet here are the novice Winnipeg Jets <laughs> who make it 4 nothing, you know, midway through the first period, and basically that game was over. So, you know, they've been kind of ticking off all the, the, the checks, the, if you will, in the box. The last one now is how do they handle an overtime situation, I guess, and maybe uh, scenario number two is how do they react we're on the, when they're on the brink of elimination. So we're going to find that out, I think, in this series because I, I, have, a, I have a hunch that uh, it, it could go six or seven games. So we'll, mm. we'll see uh, you know, what happens with the Jets in at least one of those scenarios anyway. Joined by Kelly Moore from CJOB Sports in Winnipeg here on 630 Jet Inside Sports. Uh, Jets and Predators get underway with their Western Conference second-round series of the Stanley Cup playoffs tomorrow night in Nashville. Uh, I remember a game... Uh, and I'm sure you do as well, late in the season in Winnipeg, the Jets and the Predators, and the Jets won it, I believe, 5-4 in a shootout. In fact, that win clinched a playoff spot uh, for the Jets. And all I remember, I only one thought after the game, please let these two play in the in the playoffs. It's, you know, it, it's kind of... It's, I'm playing into the rhetoric of you know the playoff format. Uh, it's too bad they can't play in the in the conference final. But the fact that they're playing, period, I think is just a matchup that we've all been waiting for. You know what, Dave? The next morning after that game, my lead in one of my sports casts was last night's game is why hockey fans in this city have invested emotionally and financially just for the chance to see this kind of hockey. And won't it be great if the, you know, because at that particular time, we didn't know where the teams were going to finish uh, because it was such a uh, foot race to the, uh, to the final weekend. But wouldn't it be great if somehow these two teams wind up playing when, and now they're going to? And I don't think the excitement is here just in Winnipeg. I think, 
uh, you know, in, in listening to a lot of veteran journalists, and uh, you know, I think they have the, their their pulse on the league a lot better than I do. Uh, that there is league wide anticipation for how this series is going to play out. So, uh, you know, I mean, Edmonton's used to being in the spotlight back in the glory years, and even to a certain extent last year, uh, you know, because of Connor McDavid and, and the run into the second round. And, and so I think Winnipeg's having a chance to finally experience that, and probably for the first time, because even when the Jets did have good teams back in the mid-'80s, you knew they were going to run into the Edmonton juggernaut or the <laughs> Calgary Flames. I mean, the matchup is is so even, and yet you think that the one area that might be difficult for the Jets is the injury situation, because I just don't think that, you know, there's any real weakness on on the Jets or glaring weakness. Same with the Nashville Predators. I might you might even make an argument that uh, the Jets might be just a tad deeper on their forward group, but then you look at the defense core of of uh, the Preds, and they are uh, they are deeper there. The goaltending seems pretty even, but from the injury front this team has uh, the Jets have been able to weather the storm uh, the latest I guess was what Connor Hellebuck got hurt uh, in practice and and Patrick Laine hasn't skated a, a couple of times this week well Hellebuck's fine what happened is uh, a shot was deflected up into his, his cage and uh, it was kind of interesting Paul Maurice uh, said you know all he did was he looked over at goaltending coach Wade Flaherty Flaherty was kind of smirking so that's when his heart rate uh, returned to normal but so, so Hellebuck is fine. Patrick Lyonet skated briefly. I'm trying to get my days right here now. Skated briefly on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Did not skate at all yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> the, the line they're using, they, when e- Nikolai Ehlers didn't play in the clinching game against Minnesota Friday night, the explanation was he had a malaise. A malaise. And, a malaise, mm. yes. And so I looked that up in the dictionary. <laughs> and it's uh, a hard to describe or a difficult situation to describe with what is wrong with the person. So, <laughs> so that's the new that injury. Fits, He's got a malaise. That fits perfectly for playoff time, doesn't it? Uh. And so <laughs> yeah, yesterday when uh, Paul Friesen from the Winnipeg Sun asked uh, Paul about, he said, you know, fans in this city are going to be an uproar. Uh, about Patrick Lyonet not skating today, and so uh, you know, of course, Maurice, uh, you know, very quickly, uh, he's he's great uh, in these situations, uh, disarming everybody. Just said, well, he's been hanging around uh, Ehlers too long, so he now has the malaise. But I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's as serious. I think it's a low fat malaise. Uh, low fat malaise. Okay, that that's the best kind <laughs> of malaise. Uh, I mean, who knows, Dave? Like, yeah, uh, Patrick Lyonet, for all we know, could be hurt. And uh, you know, and, and for sure, uh, he's not a hundred percent. But uh, by the same token, they err on the side of caution. Why even bother taking a chance having him out there if he doesn't need to? They they say he is uh, he, he can certainly play on Friday night. So we'll take their word for it. And uh, again, we, we, no one had a clue Nikolai Ehlers wasn't going to play last Friday against Minnesota. And that didn't seem to hurt them. So I think you're on to something there when you were talking about their ability to be able to withstand injuries because, boy, I'll tell you, they sure had them. And to keep people, I mean, they played big, big stretches of this season without Mark Shifley, who, of course, got hurt against the Oilers right after the first game after the Christmas break. Uh, and then Jacob Trouble was out for uh, long stretches of time, too. And they weren't the only ones. 
Well, I think we got four solid uh, second round matchups, but uh, the, the Jets and the Predators, I think, are, are the lead dog in the as far as the uh, the entertainment value of the of all four series. So I, I can't wait. It's going to be fun, a high skill, and nasty. I, what what else do you want in playoff hockey? Yeah, the the only thing I think you know the teams are going to have to temper it a little bit, read the tea leaves, and see you know what uh, the referees are going to call and what they're going to let go because these teams combined for eleven power play goals in the five games. I don't know if we're going to see an average of eight goals per game like uh, there were in the five regular season meetings, but with both teams being able to activate their defense the way they do, Dave, uh, who knows? Uh, I'm not sure how much time we have here, so I'll cut, cut this, keep this short, but the one thing to watch out for, the the nagging problem that the Jets had against Nashville in the regular season series was allowing goals late in a period. Five of them in the last two minutes of a period or less. So that might be something to watch out for in this series. You betcha. Kelly, enjoy it. Thanks for your time. I'm sure we'll have you on again real soon. Absolutely, Dave. I'll be looking for you in the street party now that you know where it is. (laughs) Uh, I'll try to be discreet. So, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. Take care. You bet. Kelly Moore from CJOB Sports in Winnipeg. Malaise, the new injury term. I wonder if I could use that with my wife. Um, Why didn't you do that, dear? Oh, I have malaise. It's not going to work. 6.50. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30, Chad. Dave Campbell in for uh, Reed Wilkins tonight, tomorrow, and on Monday. It is uh, 1-0 the score. Capitals over the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game 1 of their second-round Eastern Conference playoff series. Uh, he's getting Kuznetsov, the only goal of the game, 17 seconds in. Uh, the other game tonight will be in Vegas. Golden Knights opening up against the San Jose Sharks. Game 1 of their Western Conference uh, second-round series. Okay, Kellen, uh, we got to do this uh, little rapid fire here. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll go. F- uh, actually, you lead off. Just, just okay. tell me your series winners. Series winners? Yeah. All right. Pittsburgh in seven over Washington. Okay. I'm going to go Tampa in six over Boston. Okay. I'm going to go Vegas Golden Knights Ah. in seven over uh, San Jose. Seven tough games, I'm sure. And uh, who's in the other one? It is... We, yeah, well, it's it's the best of them all. Oh, yes, that's right. The one we were just talking about, yes. Winnipeg and Nashville. Yes, yes. There we go. I'm still trying to figure out what a malaise means. I mean, <laughs> there we go. That's one of them $200 words that uh, uh, yeah. I should start using. But anyway, uh, Winnipeg in six. Winnipeg in six? Yeah. I like it. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick... Um, I'm going to go with the Capitals in seven. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins in seven. I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights in seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the Nashville Predators in seven. All all games or all series will go seven, in my view. I would just love to see a Vegas-Winnipeg Western Conference final just to see the, the Winnipeg fans that would pack up a head down to Vegas. Oh, oh yeah. And... You know, it would just be it, the the whiteout would be everywhere, the everywhere. Wh- the whiteout would develop the strip. There's no question down in Vegas. So I agree with you. So it's going to be fun, though. I think we're going to have four solid second round matchups. That's what I believe. I think the second round will be better than the first round. And here's the thing: Can you pick a cup winner out of these remaining eight teams? I don't think you can. It's, hard. it's so evenly matched right yeah, now. I love it. I mean, I'd probably say the weakest team of them all probably are the San Jose Sharks. 
but they're not bad. They're not bad either. They're, 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 they are pretty good. And that's why I think that series with Vegas will be really tough. Probably one of those low scoring affairs as well. But uh, I don't think they'll have trouble like the Kings did. The Sharks, well, you know, Kings only scoring three goals and four games there. Absolutely. Yes. Dave, what do we got coming up next hour? Uh, a lot of boxing. Uh, Jelena Majinovic will have fight number 50 coming up on Saturday at the Shaw Conference Center. We'll hear from her and much more. Second hour of Inside Sports coming up. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.